Episode 231, Great Leaders Are Great Listeners. I'm Brian Carpenter, host of Fresh Air at Five, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, Elite Educators, Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Whether you are teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, this podcast is for you. I am here. I want to empower you to reach your potential. I'm providing you with quality and relevant content. That way you can be successful, not only today or tomorrow, but always. And speaking of today, it's another opportunity for you to turn up your effectiveness and renew that elite educator status. We're going to talk about the art of listening. So teacher leaders, this episode is especially for you. I wanted to take a second to shout out the many countries who are listening to the podcast. Every so often I look at the stats and see what educators around the world are tuning in. And I'm just going to give you the top 10. But in looking over the countries, I am just shocked. Literally, globally, folks are tuning in to get empowered. And that is just really cool in terms of me being able to take the lessons and the failures and the obstacles that I have overcome and share those lessons with you so that you don't have to make the same mistakes and you can become effective faster. So shout out to Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, Malaysia, New Zealand, Philippines, Iceland, Thailand, Vietnam, and Anguilla. I think that's how you say that. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, so the rationale for today's episode about listening, I happened to share a quote recently on Instagram. And by the way, if you are not following me, I would love to connect with you. It's always a lesson. However, you've got to put a period in between always an A and another period between A and lesson. Apparently someone already had my name. How dare they? So anyways, I shared the quote that said, great leaders are great listeners. And then I kind of, the caption underneath went a little further to explain what I meant. And I said, we often think we are listening, but it isn't until we reflect on the quality of our follow-up questions that we realize the effectiveness of our listening. Do you tell rather than ask? Do you solve rather than remain curious? Do you check out? rather than lean in. And so the quality of your listening muscles directly correlated to the impact of your leadership. Therefore, great leaders are great listeners. Start listening. And for some reason that really resonated with folks, and I think it's because a lot of our frustration as teachers in the classroom is that folks telling us what to do don't get it. They don't understand our circumstances. They've been out of the classroom for a while. We never feel heard or validated. We feel alone. We feel frustrated. And then us as leaders, when we kind of move on in our career to have a different aspect of education, 
We also are on both sides. We see the trickle-down effect and the impact it has on teachers, but we also are still being led by someone who may or may not listen well, and that really affects our performance and our outlook on the potential that's in front of us in terms of what we can do for students. And it all comes back to great experiences in education that really push you and make you feel safe and willing to grow comes from a leader who listens to you. And we're going to talk more about that in terms of what it looks like and feels like in a moment. But that the fact that so many of you guys liked that post made me realize, okay, let's let's pause this and think about how I can dive deeper here. And the podcast is the perfect place to do that. Well, funny enough, a friend of mine, Hunter, had me on his podcast, and I will link that up in the show notes here. And we are talking about you know, just how I've grown as a leader and and what attribute that I really feel like I have strengthened. And I said, listening. And I was telling him how it wasn't really a skill I I said, I'm going to focus on listening now. It was a skill I learned by watching people who led me and the ones I gravitated towards or the ones I opened up more quickly to or the ones that really made me feel amazing were the ones who listened to me. And you've heard this a million times on the podcast, but my father, he's a great leader in the sales world. But in our family, he was a tremendous leader. He always gives you his time. Like when he is off work, he is off. He is present. He is focused. He is all in. It also helps that he hates talking about himself so truly. He's just there to listen. And he's such a gregarious guy, but he's told me over the years he's actually an extroverted introvert, meaning he really, in order to calm down and to relax, he needs to be by himself. But he can very much hang with the crowd. I mean, he's worked crowds for years in international sales. And he would sit with me and he'd listen to all my woes about the classroom. And as I transitioned out and we talked about maybe I should do this, you know, full time, he listened to all those things and he always just made me feel validated. And I don't think it's that he ever said like, yeah, I agree and you're right and you should do this. It was just the way he listened that made me feel like, oh, I finally feel better. I feel relief. Um, and so I tried to really pull back and think, okay, what are his specific behaviors? And I was telling Hunter this on his podcast, like, and realizing if I want to be an effective leader, I want to listen like that. I think I have all the other basics, but like if I want to go next level leadership, I really need to get good at listening and I need to pay attention to people who are good listeners so I can emulate them and then kind of find my own groove. And so I was telling this to Hunter and I was talking about some other leaders, uh, principles I had had, some great listeners, some horrific listeners. And that also has guided how I've developed and grown through coaching, being able to ask more, lean in more, just be quiet. And I'll, I'll really go deep in a second about what these behaviors look like. So after that Instagram post and then the podcast, I'm like, okay, this is really something leaders struggle with. I think it's like we understand cognitively what listening is, but we're just not doing it. There's some sort of disconnect. And in my mastermind of teacher leaders, we often talk about how to have an impact and getting teachers to want to work with us. And in order to do so, we have to get them to talk and to share and to open up and tell us what's truly on their minds or what obstacles they're facing without being judged. And we're trying to really work that listening muscle. And so in these meetings, 
I am also practicing listening to the teacher leaders as they tell me what they think the obstacles are and and the steps they think they need to take to get over it. And so I'm practicing while they're practicing. And it's just this thing that I've realized, okay, I might never become like this amazing listener, but if I can practice every opportunity, I think I will slowly naturally get better to the point that some folks at a recent um, business meeting for my husband said, your wife is an, a tremendous listener. And he said, yeah, she really is. And I thought to myself, isn't that fascinating? That something that was my weakness, something that I never even had the skill set, suddenly now is my asset. Like, holy cow. That means when we put our time and attention into something, And we practice it often enough and become really good at it. It then becomes a strength. So why are we so frustrated when we find a weakness? Because we know what we have to do in order to strengthen it. Sometimes they take forever. And in this case, this whole like, I want to become a better listener and suddenly I've become a lot better came out of nowhere. But I realized it was the the one piece that was missing. And right now with this coronavirus and us all having to shift and change and Dare I say that word pivot again? Yes, in their hashtag unprecedented times. But all that means is this is a new opportunity. Like if things got to get shaken up for us to evolve and change, like now is the time. Uh, When you think about you're new and you're trying something for the first time, the best thing you can do is, is just listen and watch and just be quiet. (laughs) Like I think about all new principals who come into a building. I've worked in many where we were a failing school and then we worked our way up to the top and then they take your principal to another failing school and then you got to start all over. And the first year that principal is just there. They kind of, they keep everything the same. They don't want to rock the boat. They listen. They ask lots of questions. They watch. And then year two, they start to shake things up, make a few changes. And then year three, if they do an overhaul, they do. But that first year is interesting to me that every single principal that came in watched. They spent the whole year keeping everything the same and watching and learning so that when they made a decision, they knew it truly was in the best interest. Because sometimes from far away and you're just looking at data of a school, you can make some judgments. And so the fact that they immersed themselves and really asked a lot of the staff and the students to make sure they made quality decisions, it it gives me more evidence of how important listening is and leadership. And now's the perfect time to just scrap it all. Everything that we've ever known, everything we've ever done before, just start over. And I think the whole reason this is important is if we want to make a long lasting impact, you know, where folks continue to use their gifts and talents to make our entire field better, then we have to tune in to what's really happening. We got to get to the root and then we have to rebuild. And listening is the only way to deconstruct and rebuild. Our kids really deserve to have quality teachers in the classroom that are guiding them as they grow their own skills and talents. And we just can't keep losing great educators to other professions. And and most times if this all could be avoided had we just intervened more authentically, and effectively. And plus, our modeling of great listening translates to teachers who then demonstrate that to their students in class. And that's how we truly make that impact because we have to pull back the curtain and show our cards. All of us, the parents, the students, teachers, leaders, everybody. And if you think back to a time when you were really struggling, 
I want to ask you, what if someone invested in you so much, they didn't let you give up on you or go that road alone? They sidled up next to you, they listened, they heard and felt what you were experiencing, and then they stayed beside you as you worked through it. Wouldn't you have come out of that struggle faster and better off? I mean, be what you wish you had had. And that's the kind of leader and the kind of coach I am. I'm the one I wish I had. Hey, y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. So let's move into, okay, what does this look like? How does this translate to leadership? What are my action steps? You know, that's the way I like to deliver my message to you on this podcast is share a little story and then say, okay, here's what you need to go do. Now go do it. So in terms of listening, if you want some basic tips and a, a different perspective, I did recently write a blog post on how teacher leaders listen. And so what I'm going to do is I'll link that blog post to the show notes. You'll just go to alwayslesson.com, click on podcast, find this, and it'll be right there. But I'm going to add on to what I had started there. So if you want to go back and start there, that's fine. But let me just say, listening, like be a good listener. It's so vague. It's It drives me crazy when people are like, oh, the number one thing to do to be successful in the classroom is build relationships. And yes, you're right, but what does that mean? It's so vague, and, and that's what listening is too. It's so vague, and that's why we're not getting better at it. It's like, what does that look like? What does it feel like? And I was telling you that, you know, folks have pointed it out about me now, like being a great listener, and what they're saying is you have this, like, authentic, sincere intention. When you're listening, there's no fake it till you make it. I'm going to give you eye contact and make it look like I'm listening. It's it's the vibe. It's the feeling of total 100% presence and that you're listening by digesting what they're saying without interjecting. And a lot of us were like, okay, I listened. My turn to talk. And a lot of the time, one, people just want to be heard. So sometimes... You don't have to say anything. But other times, the very first thing they say is rarely often the thing that's the problem. That's kind of the outside coded layer. And the more you listen and the more you probe and the more you ask, the more you get to the root of the issue. And it may not be in one sitting, but I promise if you just practice what I'm about to share with you, I think you'll be able to uncover a lot of other additional issues that you didn't know were there that like a domino effect will take care of some of the surface issues. I want to say first, show up as you are. I also recently posted something on Instagram where I was showing up for some teacher leaders, like not even (laughs) looking my best. And man, did I serve the heck out of them. Because I was just myself. Like there was no done up picture perfect, like sitting straight in my chair and being all formal. It was just like, well, here I am. What can I do for you? Let's talk it out. Let's hash it out. Let's get a plan. Let's go. And it was great. I mean, it was impactful. I left there feeling 
so excited for what was to come. And they left feeling like, wow, did that just happen? Oh my gosh. And I'm thinking to myself, why have I not done this sooner? If this is more impactful, why am I not doing this all the time? So just show up as is. Like whoever you are, whatever you look like, just show up because that's all they want is you to be there beside them. They don't, they don't care how polished it all is. Secondly, proximity and eye contact. So close the gap between you and the person without getting too weird and give them lasting eye contact that really shows like I'm, I'm, I'm committed to the moment of listening to what you have to say. And that means you lean in and you notice the cues head to toe. What are they saying with their eyebrows, their eyes, uh, the shaking of the head, any shoulders, their body movements, their hand gestures, just start paying attention. And you're going to start getting the whole message, not just what the words are, but the whole message. And when you're leaning in and listening, there's no room for distraction because you're all in. You That proximity gives you laser focus and no peripheral vision. You've got binoculars on, you've got blinders on, and you are focused. Thirdly, shut up. (laughs) I don't want my kids to hear me say that, but be quiet. Like take a pause, wait. Often when they're done talking, they're not really done talking. And so you could say something like, and what else? Or go ahead and continue. And it allows them to, okay, I'm going to share a little bit more. I can see that you're not totally bored by what I'm saying. But I want you to encourage dead time because just like in a classroom where students need to process what you're asking of them and then figure out their answer and then raise their hand, like that takes some time. Same thing when you're in a conversation, especially if the person needs some advice. Rarely they need you to tell them what to do. They need to talk it out because when they talk it out, they process and then they sit with it and then they start to problem solve. So you're a sounding board. So you need to just be quiet and be okay with a pause and wait. And when it feels awkward, wait a little longer and embrace that dead time. It really builds trust. It creates this environment for honest sharing. And then you can move to asking clarifying questions to dig deeper because you want this to be a two-way, but you want it led by them. Um, when I do podcast interviews, I always say, Hey, here are the questions that I plan on asking you, but I might go out of order and I'm going to ask you impromptu questions based on what you say, because I'm interested in you. I, yes, I'm interviewing you, but I don't need a checklist of things. And when I listen to other people interview and they just ask a question, the person answers and they ask the question and then they answer, it's just like there, it's not a conversation, And I notice that too in the classroom when kids are paired together for a discussion and you're like, okay, share your answers or, or talk about this. And they each say their own idea and then they're like, I'm done. And it's been 0.2 seconds and it's because they're not really listening. They're not, they're not like, oh, what do you have to say? Oh, that's interesting. Here's what I think about you have to say. And then, oh, here's my opinion. And the person saying, oh, I didn't think, you know, there's like none of that happening. It's just, I'm talking, you're talking, and you're not talking together. You're talking at each other. <sighs> I digress. The point is, none of that is good listening. 
And so we want to make sure we do ask clarifying questions and we do a little back and forth. Think about your five W's and your H, your who, what, where, when, and why, and then some how questions really help move the needle. Then I want you to validate. So I want the other person that's talking to feel heard. So acknowledge that they're having a thought and feeling. Like I was mentioning with my dad, it's not that he is agreeing with me, but he was acknowledging I was feeling that way and he was acknowledging it was okay to feel that way. So you might repeat what they said or share like a micro, a really small experience of your own that relates to it, but something that lets them know like, hey, you're not crazy. (laughs) This is going to be okay. And we got this, you know, and then follow up. You can restate any of the past conversations you've had with them when you see them again. Again, that builds trust. Like, wow, they remembered our conversation. And I mean something to them if they remember something about me. Makes you more likable. And when you follow up, there's accountability there. Like, oh, shoot. (laughs) They really want to make sure I do what I said I was going to do. That I applied the advice or I took steps to move forward and I just didn't complain all the time. And that means the last step then is to follow through on your end of the bargain. If you said you were going to do something to help or you were going to get them an article or you're going to ask somebody something for them or you're going to connect to people, whatever it was, do your part. Because that also makes them feel seen and heard and that they're valued. Like they're important enough for you to stop what you're doing to help them. So let me see, how many steps was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven steps. First, show up as is. Two, proximity and eye contact. Three, be quiet. Four, ask clarifying questions. Five, validate. Six, follow up. And seven, follow through. So let's talk about your next steps. Now that you've heard my ways of, okay, this is what a good listener looks like, feels like, sounds like. I want you to evaluate your own listening. Do you employ the skills I shared with you? And if you do, how well do you do them? I know I was an interrupter because I was like, I know exactly what you're doing. Here's what you got to do. And interrupting them and telling them what to do is not good listening, does not build rapport, does not make you look like an expert and makes you annoying. (laughs) The next thing I want you to do after you've done your little self-evaluation, and don't beat yourself up. It's just a way for you to be like, okay, this is where we're starting. This is the starting line, and it's okay if I have a long way to go. At least I am getting real with myself. Then I want you to set a goal to implement just one of these new listening behaviors at a time. Because if you're giving yourself an overhaul, I got to do this and this, and I got to lean in and I got to take notes and I got to ask questions and I got to follow up. It's like you start getting overwhelmed and you're never going to do it. Anytime you add to your your plate, like that makes you feel overwhelmed, you're never going to do it. So pick one of those behaviors that you're like, yeah, I could get better at that. Start there. Give yourself a week or a day or however long and say, I'm going to go hard in this one area and see if I can really turn things around and get some momentum. And when you're ready, then I would have like a weekly check-in on your progress of where you are with these seven characteristics. And again, evaluate yourself and then implement the next skill and then evaluate yourself and implement on repeat. 
I mean, it's just going to take practice. It's a new habit. And the only way to grow is to focus in and then to practice. And that's what I have been doing is I named it like, this is what I'm going to get better at. This is how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to keep seeing if I feel like I'm making progress based on the response of the other people, or if I'm really getting better discussions and I am. And you know, some conversations are a flop and I'm like, yeah, I didn't do good. And I can still feel that old advice monster come up like, Ooh, just tell them what to do. And I'm like, no, that's not going to help them grow. They're going to need you forever if you keep doing that. So this is the time to be quiet or this is the time to ask a question. And so just know it's, you know, it's going to be a process even when you start to get really good at it. So evaluate your own listening, set your goal, and then do that weekly check just to make sure you're you're truly implementing and growing. But hit me up, guys. I really want to hear your stories of how you are implementing what you're learning, struggles you're having, if you want to talk them through. Um, you know, there's always a lesson <laughs> to be learned. That's why I call my company what I do. Um, but just know I'm here. And I am ready and willing to listen to you and help you become a better listener. So, all right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on great leaders being great listeners. Now go out and do just that because you've been empowered.